This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing power in relationships and letting your partner influence you. So when we talk about power in a relationship, we're talking about one person's ability to exercise control or influence over their partner. In relationships, this is seen as the ability to influence the other person when it comes to making decisions and having priority in their needs um, or with their needs being satisfied. And power is not inherently negative or positive. Um, but it's really the nature of how the power is used or abused. So power in relationships can cause a great deal of stress and frustration when used inappropriately or in a very manipulative kind of way um, and, and selfishly, selfishly um, when one partner is really being controlled by the other. And this can really jeopardize the relationship if one person uh, doesn't take responsibility for the fact that that they are doing that, right? They are overstepping um, their sense of power. But there's also a difference between power and influence, right? Um, Influence in relationships is letting your partner or spouse influence your decision-making by taking their opinions and feelings into account. Um, And this is a very good thing. Uh, This is one of the things that Dr. John Gottman talks about in his book, The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work, uh, which I found to be a very helpful uh, book. Uh, Whether or not you plan on getting married or not, you could change the word um, marriage out for relationships. Um, But he talks a lot about allowing your partner to influence you. So this is power in the positive sense. We're also going to go back and discuss how power affects relationships, but also how it can affect negatively. Um, But when you allow your partner to influence you, your decision making, right? By taking their opinions and feelings into account, this doesn't mean giving up all of your personal power in the relationship, Um, But what I find really interesting is that the research shows the happiest people and the most stable partnerships or um, relationships marriages over time were those where both spouses or partners, but specifically the man or the husband, did not resist sharing power and decision making with the woman or the wife. And then when conflict comes up, men, uh, these men, you know, who were willing to share the power, they actively search for common ground in either in the midst of the conflict or after the conflict, rather than insisting on getting their own way. So one of the things that John Gottman talks a bit about is that this was one of the areas in his research where there was um, a gender difference. 
And that is that if the male partner or masculine partner, the husband, um, was someone who did not allow the wife to influence his decision making, and he didn't take her feelings and her opinions into account. Um, this really led to the disintegration of the marriage at like something like 80%. So I think it's important for all of us to understand, um, you know, power in relationships, but also influence, right? If we're choosing a really great partner for us, we want them to be able to influence us to some degree. Um, we want there to be this shared experience of, no, I disagree with this, but we can come to something together. We can come to a decision after conflict. So accepting influence is about loving and esteeming your partner or your spouse. And accepting influence doesn't mean never expressing negative emotions towards your partner. You can very much let them know that, you know, their opinion, their whatever, um, their feelings on the subject don't align with yours. But by allowing their thought process, you know, by not stonewalling them, um, by not criticizing them, um, you, you know, you can criticize the problem, but by not attacking them, the influence in the relationship can actually help it build um, even through conflict. Uh, you can create a stronger relationship because of the conflict and certainly because you allow your partner to influence you. So when you accept a partner's influence, you also strengthen your friendship with that person. And this allows you to be open to learning from one another, Right? So instead of insisting that you get your way, instead you are saying, huh, okay, I disagree with that, but let me hear more. Let me, let me learn from you. And then you can also come from that place of being like, well, they do have a couple of good points. I may not completely agree with it, or it may not resolve all the conflict that we have. Uh, Dr. John Gottman also talks about the fact that um, a lot of relationship a conflict you can't resolve. Instead, you come to a mutual uh, kind of maybe middle ground, right? And in order to do that, you have to allow your your partner to influence you. And so this really has a large impact on the power dynamics within the relationship. So how can power affect relationships? Um, every relationship has a concept of power associated with it. Um, power in a relationship enables us to bring control, make choices, and have the capacity to really um, impact our current circumstances and that of our spouse or our partner. And when we do have power in a relationship, we can deal with our feelings. We accept that we matter in the relationship and to the other person and that we can influence the results of the relationship because part of being in a relationship is relinquishing some of your own personal autonomy. 
doesn't, you know, I think each couple de- determines how much of that they relinquish, right? But it's for that interdependence. I am both independent and I rely on you. I am dependent on you. And so when we talk about power and control in the relationship, we also understand that only one person getting their way means that both people are not satisfied. Um, But when, in fact, we both have power, we both have decision-making ability, um, we, you know, the other person influences our life just as we influence them. But when we come at it at this place of the, the power where it's much more similar, where it's much more equal, then we can influence the results of what happens and therefore, you know, towards our partner, but also towards ourselves. And so we have this kind of feeling of viability in our lives instead of someone always having control over us. I think that until we maybe do a lot of our self-healing work, um, move from, especially as women, move from the place of being kind of the uh, the wounded feminine or the immature feminine, um, we can really lack a lot of power in our relationships. Hopefully at that point, we have not maybe married the person, right? Because a lot of times when we lack power in the relationship and when we haven't healed our wounds and our trauma and we haven't matured to a certain degree, we generally attract men or partners who will kind of prey on that. They like us kind of having that that victim mindset, right? Um, they like having control over us where we are not um, in control of our own decisions or our own destiny as women. Um, and I think for a lot of women who have not moved into their kind of awakened state, right? They're not aware of some of these different kinds of power dynamics, but also, uh, their own wounds and trauma, and they attract a certain kind of man. I think that attempting to exercise any sort of power, also depending on the kind of home they came from, can be really uncomfortable. So the way power in relationships is distributed and exercised between both partners can have a significant impact on it. And in a state of imbalance, a relationship can have an impaired sense of power. So let's look at the difference between impaired power and shared power. Impaired power is commonly associated with codependent relationships. And it has an impaired sense of power um, that is deeply associated with a low self-esteem, with a lack of autonomy, a fear of abandonment, a fear of rejection, um, someone having unreasonable expectations, a lack of responsibility for themselves, right? Their own feelings, their own emotions, their own wounds. Um, but also a lack of responsibility for the other persons as well. 
the difference between uh, that and shared power is that shared power is a relationship dynamic with a shared sense of both partners being aware of each other, of each other's needs, of each other's wounds, of each other's triggers, and confident about their own self-worth and sense of autonomy, sense of independence, right? Um, I talk quite a bit on this podcast about my own transformation moving from kind of the dependent daughter or the dependent young woman in relationships to the sovereign queen of my own life. And that has really come through healing wounds that were really holding me back from a sense of self-worth and realizing and understanding that I do have autonomy over my own life. And, and then when I have a healthy feminine and a healthy masculine um, that I use at different times throughout the day, um, that I kind of move back and forth between, um, this really helps me now in relationships. So instead of being trampled all over, right, um, impaired power, I'm now in that place of looking at the relationship from a place of shared power. And so partners in shared power relationships understand and fulfill their responsibilities towards each other. Um, yes, caring for each other, um, being aware of the other partner's needs. And they really value each other enough to be vulnerable and they're able to express their likes and their dislikes. They're able to share their ups and their downs. Um, I was doing a bit more research on avoidant attachment, which I'll do a podcast on probably next. Um, but with someone who's avoidant, um, they kind of go through this, this phase, particularly in relationships of, the perfect past lover, right? That ex lover, that ex partner, whatnot, who they kind of idealize in their mind. Oh, I, I'm, you know, that's not what this new person is, right? It's a, it's really a way to uh, very much protect themselves. Um, but then there is also a, you know, so as I was saying, kind of the phantom ex, right? Um, but then there's also the perfect partner, the one for the future, the one that is always just kind of out of their grasp or their reach, or they're still, they're still searching for it. And when we are in a shared power dynamic and relationship, we, we value each other. Um, we allow the person to influence us. We, deepen our friendship. Um, we play to our sexual poles, right? Um, yes, like I can have both masculine and feminine energy, but the reason why my very masculine male um, partner wants to be with me is because of the very deeply feminine gifts that I offer. Oh, sure. He appreciates the fact that, you know, um, I, move my business forward and I'm very focused, 
but he also really enjoys that, um, that sexual polarity with my deeply feminine nature, deeply creative, deeply sensual, um, and that, that open feminine nature. And this is what that shared power is. It's, it's the ability to not idealize kind of the phantom ex, the phantom ex-lover, um, ex-partner, but also the, the, the willingness to see your partner as not just the perfect partner in the future, right? Oh, they took all these boxes. They are then very perfect to me until they reveal their flaws. But in that shared power relationship, they understand the perfect partner doesn't exist. We, we understand that the person has flaws instead of the flaws being negative or a turnoff or something to end the relationship over. I mean, sometimes there are flaws that relationships need to be ended over, but you know, other self, uh, other flaws with the person in a shared power dynamic, they understand their self-worth and they understand the worth of their partner. And they also understand that neither they nor their partner are perfect. So then they can move forward in a shared power kind of dynamic. So let's take a look at what a power imbalance looks like in a relationship. We looked at what kind of sharing power looks like and allowing the person or your partner to influence you. But now let's take a look at what a power imbalance looks like. So power doesn't just come from one person, right? Um, Power can be characterized as the the impact um, or conduct of others when there's a specific goal in mind. So power isn't restricted just to control. Power in relationships is really perceived to be the capacity of each individual in the relationship to have a certain kind of impact on the other person and the relationship. So one of the things is that, um, you know, as we look at an imbalance of power, um, it can affect a relationship in several different kinds of ways. Um, so remember that in healthy relationships, strong and healthy relationships, the influence of both partners, um, the, the influence that they have on one another is fairly equal. Um, yes, one might have maybe some more financial power. Uh, the other might have more social connections, but they are very respectful of each other, of each other's opinions, of each other's, um, decision-making capacity, right? We're not looking for equality in terms of, you know, the masculine, the feminine, or the, or the two, um, you know, the two women or the two men in the relationship. What we're really looking for is the power that really comes from, we are both um, equal in the sense that we bring differences but those differences don't um, 
kind of dysregulate the relationship. We can both come with our different strengths and we can both add value to the relationship. So when there's an imbalance of power in the relationship, there's quite a few different adverse side effects. So one is damage to intimacy and connection. There is another, which is the demand withdrawal dynamic. So that is where one partner seeks change. Um, a lot of times they can demand it or try to de- to demand it, and then the other partner will withdraw. Um, another adverse side effect is frustration, anger, um, also sometimes depression. Um, and this can really happen within that demand withdraw dynamic. There can also be feelings of anxiety, fear, and shame. There can be an impaired self-esteem, um, an impaired self-image, and a diminishing view of personal value. There can also be isolation, threats, and abuse, uh, whether physical, whether verbal, whether emotional, as a means of maintaining a power imbalance, right? Where one person has a lot more control over the other person. There can be a lack of trust in one partner or um, in, that each partner has uh, for each other. This lack of of trust really leads to struggles within the relationship and the relationship lasting long term. Um, there can certainly be a decreased overall satisfaction within the relationship. And then again, the ending of the relationship because one person in particular feels like they have that their partner, their spouse has far too much power over them. Their voice isn't being heard. They don't get to step up to the table as an equal human being with different skill sets, with different um, um, attributes, but they are still not on an equal playing field with that person. So this can really lead to three types of relationship dynamics. Again, we discussed a little bit the demand withdrawal dynamic. So the demand withdrawal uh, withdraw dynamic, excuse me, um, occurs in a relationship when one of the two um, you know, in one of two patterns between the two partners. So one could be um, one partner is the demander seeking change um, or discussion or some sort of transformation um, or, you know, the resolution of an issue while the other person is the person who withdraws. They seek to end or avoid the discussion, the issue, um, and sometimes the relationship. Then there's also the distance pursuer dynamic. So this particularly happens a lot of times during stress. The pursuer seeks their partner's increased closeness and reassurance, while the person 
the, the distancer feels overwhelmed and even smothered by their partner's pursuits. I think that um, this is a very good example of the anxious avoidant trap, right? Um, where whether the anxious partner is chasing the avoidant partner, um, but then it can also go reverse where the avoidant partner is chasing the anxious partner. But there's always this cat and mouse kind of game, this pursuer, um, pursuey, right? One person runs, one person chases, and it can flip flop back and forth between the relationship. So again, um, the anxious avoidant trap is a form of a power struggle and a power imbalance within the relationship. Um, and then lastly, there is the fear shame dynamic. Um, this is a relationship where the fear of one partner triggers the shame or avoidant behavior in another partner. So, Let's take a little look at positive power in the relationship. Um, there can be times where there is a power struggle within the relationship. One person is bringing something to the other person's attention and there can be a positive result. You know, you talk about the the thing that needs to change in the relationship. One partner brings the displeasure, the discomfort, the need that they have that's unfulfilled. And then, um, so, you know, there, again, there might be that little bit of imbalance of power, right? Where, um, the person, uh, is more in the de demand withdraw dynamic. But if done in the right way, this can actually lead to a positive result. But we also can see um, that it can also lead to a negative result. One person demands um, or seeks change or a discussion or a resolution of an issue. And then the other person shuts it down, avoids it, um, ignores the person, ignores the issue, and the issue stays unresolved. Now, remember that these can happen at many different kinds of levels. It can just be something really small, right? Where to go for dinner or, well, we can't go out to Thai because I'm allergic to peanuts. One person can shut down and, you know, whatever, be like, no, but I wanted to go to Thai. Simple example, or it could be something as big as um, you make, uh, I feel this way in the relationship, I feel that you don't listen to me. Um, or I really wanted to do this thing with my parents and you said that you would come and now you've chosen something different, right? So there are different kind of levels of the demand withdraw dynamic. Um, but the two other dynamics, the distance pursuer or the anxious avoidant trap and the fear shame dynamic tend to have a lot more negative results within the relationship um, and create a negative result um, when there's this power struggle that happens within the relationship. 
um, which which makes a lot of sense. Again, even if you are in a female-female relationship or a male-male relationship, most people have um, a, a sexual opposite, right? Where there is one more masculine partner and one more feminine partner. Now, a lot of people believe that they should be in 50-50 relationships in terms of the masculine feminine energies. I'm not talking in terms of how you divide out chores or do something like that. Um or the coming to the the relationship, the power in the relationship on equal footing. But what I am talking about is there's always going to be conflict and struggle, uh, a little bit of a power struggle within the relationship when one partner is deeply feminine and one partner is deeply masculine. And in fact, that keeps the sexual energy alive. Um, that keeps the magic there. That keeps the, the, the chemistry alive, right? A lot of marriages have also failed due to the fact that you become more like friends with very little sexual uh, energy to play on, right? In that kind of 50-50 dynamic versus when you both play to your masculine and feminine poles. Now, when you have that in a relationship, you know, the masculine becomes frustrated by the feminine, just as the feminine becomes frustrated by the masculine. So again, resolution doesn't have to mean, okay, we solve this conflict, but it can more be, I hear you. I hear your needs. I hear your opinions. I take those into account. And therefore, something positive can come out of the relationship. Um, both partners esteem the other person's very different perspective. Um, there is a lot of uh, respect and honor happening in the relationship. But then there can also be relationships where there's a very unhealthy power dynamic. So I'd like to talk about some of those unhealthy power dynamics um, when there's an imbalance of power. So one is that it's very difficult for you to stand up to yourself in the relationship. Um, when the power dynamics in a relationship are very off balance, you will feel uncomfortable speaking up for your own needs, wants, and desires. Maybe it's because in the past you felt uh, very rejected, uh, very left out, like your feelings and your opinions were not taken into con uh were not taken into account. Um, but when in a healthy relationship, you should be able to advocate for your needs without fear of consequences. Another is that you feel constantly criticized. Uh, regular criticism um, is one of the signs not only of struggle, a power struggle in the relationship, but also a very deep power imbalance. This is really one of the ways that someone tries to seize control over you. And emotional power plays, um, 
you know, regarding your behavior, um, or your opinions or your thoughts or your feelings, uh, really leads to damage within the relationship. Another is your partner constantly feels like they need to have the last word. So, you know, maybe when you are in a bit of a power struggle, you're in a conflict with, with your partner, um, you're not getting through to them. Even you, when you point out what it's doing to the relationship or to both of you, again, this is your partner not allowing you to influence them. And so a lot of times with that, they care more about feeling right about feeling like they need to have the last word and they really insist on getting their way. Another is you don't feel a part of major decisions. Each one of us every day makes um, thousands of decisions. And a lot of, you know, those thousands of decisions, a lot of them uh, don't require us to check in with our partner, right? We make decisions for our lives. But it's very different when it's major decisions within the relationship that are going to deeply affect you over time or that you have a very vested interest in. And when you are left out of those major decision makings, um, this is a very strong sign of a power imbalance within the relationship. And also along with that, in a power imbalance, the partner cares more about getting their way than having harmony in the relationship, resolving the issue, um, you know, leaning into the relationship. In healthy relationship, partners take each other's opinions and feelings into account when making decisions that could impact their lives together. Another is that they put you down. Um, this is definitely one of the ways that someone will try to exert power over you. That is really to write off your needs, your ideas, um, your thoughts, your opinions, and what matters to you, what you value. They don't respect how you see the world. And you know, they don't have to agree with everything you say. But when there is uneven power in the relationship, you can really feel um, like you were dismissed or disrespected because they put you down in the relationship through their words, through their actions. Another is that you feel isolated and disconnected. So, this is usually something that happens over time. It's when your partner has tried to exert control over you over a period of time. And they've really made an effort to control you, um, to change innately who you are, not help you become better, right? By you going through some some ways of changing, but to change who you are to fit what they feel like they need. And so a lot of times when you are facing a problem in your own life, 
you feel very disconnected. You feel very isolated from the person who is supposed to be the person who's really got your back, who's really there for you, who may not be able to solve your problem, but is there with you through it. And so again, one way that a person exerts power over another is by isolating them. That undermines your core sense of who you are, your self-respect, your self-trust, your ability to make decisions for your life. And this really puts the balance of power in their favor. Um, Another is priority over you their opinions, their thoughts, um, their needs take priority over yours all the time. So in a healthy relationship, each person's needs are getting satisfied. Maybe not perfectly, maybe not every single time, um, because we are human and we are not able to do that. But a majority of the time, you don't Make it your partner's job to take care of every single one of your needs or be everything to you. But you share that closeness. You do take care of each other's needs in the relationship. And, you know, again, in a relationship where there is a power dynamic that is off, that is unequal, they will constantly want their needs satisfied. They will constantly want their needs to take priority over yours. And your needs will always take a back seat. Um, Another is they're not um, taking as much accountability in the relationship as you are. So there, a lot of times there's a lot of blame when something happens, particularly I see it a lot when there is um, an argument or a disagreement and they then use blame to try to protect themselves and try to keep power over the other partner. As a result of their need for control and power, they often don't step up, um, for, you know, and take responsibility for the issues uh, that are happening within the relationship. Um, at the same time, while well, you're willing to admit, hey, I, you know, I made a mistake here. I didn't step up. Um, this was one of my flaws or my faults. Um, they are unwilling to kind of meet you halfway and also say, yeah, you know what? Yes, that frustrated me, but then I also did this and I didn't step up in this way. That's a healthy dynamic. But when a person pushes all responsibility and accountability on you, that's a power imbalance. Uh, one uh, or another one is when you bring all of the relationship issues um, 
to light, to the forefront of the relationship when you want to talk about them. And the other partner shuts that down. Uh, They invest far less energy and effort into the maintenance of the relationship. They not only don't detect problems, but they also are uh, very unwilling to call for any improvements. The status quo is just fine for them, the way things are. In a healthy relationship, both partners care about the well-being of each other and the relationship. And so when they notice something is endangering it or something's a bit of a problem, then they bring it to the other person. And then lastly, you feel pressure to please uh, your partner and really dread what will happen otherwise. So when you are afraid that your partner will reject or criticize you or leave you if you displease them, this is really a major red flag. Um, a healthy relationship is a place where you both work to please one another, but there's no dread. There's no concern over how your partner will react. Oh, sure, every once in a while, they might um, show some frustration or whatnot in the you know, with, with whatever's happening, but they're never going to put you down. They're never going to try to threaten the relationship and you're never dreading their reaction. So again, those are some signs of a very unhealthy power dynamic within the relationship. And I have some ideas on managing the balance of power. Um, The first is always empower yourself first. When you step into your own personal power, you're not trying to rule over someone else, um, but you do take control and empower yourself you show up to the relationship in a whole place, such as you've been, you know, working on your wounds, working on your trauma, and you are moving into that very awakened place. It comes with a sense of empowerment. It comes with a sense of doing the work on yourself. And I think another really good question to ask when it comes to empowering yourself, especially if you find yourself in a relationship where you're like, hey, there's a very strong possibility that my partner wants to constantly have power over me. There's an imbalance here. And I think that is, do I want to allow this to continue happening? Do I like how I feel um, in this relationship? There are times when maybe I do, but when there's conflict or when Um, there's a power dynamic or a power situation. Does my, my partner allow me to influence them? Does my partner want to create a loving, uh, environment, a loving friendship? Do they respect and honor me? And if they don't, 
if they if the partner doesn't treat you fairly or treat you with respect um then sometimes you can you know work on shifting the balance of power a little bit sometimes it is you right if you have a lot of unhealed wounds and trauma and you are coming at the relationship from a place of wounding and kind of that immature feminine then yes um you can probably make some shifts within the relationship if you can't then you know uh it may be time to kind of look at is this the kind of relationship that i want to be in um another way to kind of ma- manage the the balance of power is to voice your needs and wants speak up for yourself at first, this will likely cause a reaction, most likely an adverse reaction. Um, but it's always important to ask for what you need in the relationship. The last relationship I was in, I very clearly and consistently over the course of a year, uh, the the length of time is just um, for you to kind of understand, not that you have to wait a year in order to make any changes in your relationship, but I expressed my needs and my wants. I did so clearly. I did it at different times. And it was very clear after a year that I was asking the wrong person to love me. I was asking for love from someone who wanted to constantly keep me at arm's length. And there was a power difference in in the relationship. Another um, is understand the reasons behind the need for power. Is there a reason why your partner needs power and control in the relationship? Maybe they don't feel like they're going to get their needs met any other way. Um, Maybe it's the only way they know how to relate. Maybe you can bring this forward and say, hey, I'd like us to create a better way of relating. Maybe neither of you saw... Um, a relationship in your childhood where um, it was a very healthy power dynamic, right? Um, But you can find out reasons why. Maybe they're scared. Maybe there's a a fear, a fear of abandonment, a fear of um, chaos that could ensue in their life if they don't have control over everything. And then really kind of explore whether or not they're willing to loosen some of their grip in order to kind of move towards a more healthy state of more power balance within the relationship. Um, I, I really believe that once you understand someone a little bit better, their reasons, their needs behind it, and sometimes when you can point those out, another person can say, oh, wow, you're right. I do fear abandonment. Okay, that's an issue. That issue doesn't have anything to do with you. That's an issue that I need to go and heal. I need to work on. Um, are you willing to support me while I do that? Um, and then sometimes the relationship and the power dynamic can very much be um, corrected. I think it's really important to also uh, keep their needs in mind as well. Um 
power in relationships is something that we learn very early on, uh, even in preschool. You know, how to get the toy that we want, how to have the friend that we want, um, how to get the teacher's attention. And so it's important to realize that power might have been the only way to get what we needed and to not get neglected or for our partner to get what they needed or not be neglected. So again, when you're advocating for your own needs, really keep in mind their needs as well. Um, don't take away everything that you've given, uh, not just uh, materially, but like support and guidance, understanding, you know, whatever in the relationship, love, and then give it back when they're willing to relinquish some of their power, right? Instead, be there for them, ask them to ask you or, or to share with you what they need. And then you share what you need what those needs are, how do they like those needs getting met. This can oftentimes really change the dynamic of power within the relationship to a much more kind of equal place. Another thing to consider as well, as you are taking a look at the relationship, I very much believe that power in the relationship and how much influence your partner is willing to let you have over them and how much influence you're willing to allow your partner to have over you often has a direct correlation with um, your attachment style. So if you attach securely, the power dynamics within the relationship may be much smaller. Maybe not. I mean, it could also be their personality type, but taking a look at their insecure attachment style, whether that's disorganized, anxious, or avoidant, and really look at what are those deeper needs that never got met in childhood that they're now trying to have met within the relationship. So again, power struggles can harm relationships unless they're addressed. Um, small power struggles happen all the time. And that can actually, uh, with the conflict with those power struggles, if they are dealt with in a, in a healthy manner, can really lead to the increase in connection, increase in love, and increase in respect. So take a look at your own relationships and really determine, um, you know, kind of what's going on. Do you feel like your personal power is being stripped? Um, you know, do you feel like you have a say? Do you feel like your partner listens to, um, your opinions and your feelings? Um, another, uh, really great way to deal with power in relationships is to also have some boundaries. And if you are interested in, you know, learning more about, um, boundaries in relationship, um, this month in our members club, September in the Create Love Freedom Members Club, we are discussing boundaries, how to set them, what good boundaries look like, um, when uh, looking at whether they are too rigid or too flexible, right? When the boundary isn't a great boundary, 
Um, and then also looking at, um, you know, uh, previous months in our members club, we have also, uh, looked at, um, our attachment styles. So if this is of interest to you, if you've got some power dynamics going on in your relationship and you want to go deeper with yourself, our Create Love Freedom Members Club is a self-guided, self-healing community. So each month I pick a new topic, um, you know, when it comes to personal growth and self-healing, and I go through that topic uh, using uh, videos that you can um, watch, listen, uh, download, and then also a workbook to help you work through whatever that issue or that struggle is. So if you are interested in taking some of these ideas um, within, you know, with power within your relationships, and you want to uh, continue to uh, grow yourself and your mindset, please check out createlovefreedom.podia.com. You can click on Members Club, that is our website. Or you can also go to at Create Love Freedom on Instagram and click on the link in our bio. Uh, one more thing that I want to let you know about before we sign off today is I am releasing uh, this month a new course, and it is on the father-daughter wound. So it's really healing the father-daughter relationship. There are two aspects of the father-daughter relationship. One is really diving deep into the wounds that our biological father has left behind uh, with our dynamics with him. So I go into great depth and detail with that. And then there's also the cultural father wound. So that is very much being, um, particularly for us as women, the product of being a woman uh, raised in and trying to navigate a very masculine dominated society. So if those are of interest to you, um, please uh, check out, um, as I said, Instagram at Create Love Freedom. You can click on the link in our bio or by going to our website, which is createlovefreedom.podia.com. And um, we are moving forward and really trying to address a lot of these uh, deeper issues um, because funny enough, a father-daughter wound within our uh, younger, more formative years and the, the relationship that we have with our father very much influences the relationships that we get into as adults and the power dynamics within our relationships. So I hope this was helpful for you today. Until next time.